0: hello hello happy monday if you're listening to this on a monday i'm just assuming mondays all the time now so please bear with me if you listen to this even on like a saturday girl just bear with me okay i get these uploaded every monday as you know so i just always want to be like oh happy this day happy whatever day but with that said stop with the tangents tran oh my gosh hi babe how are you doing it's so great to have you back girls and the gays cheers um I just got back from an amazing trip in Dallas, all refreshed, reset, rejuvenated the whole nine yards. I feel great. You know, I unplugged, took some time away from the screen. And as you all know, you know, with recent current events and recent news, my heart has been weighing very heavy, but also I've also seen such blessings in the midst of a lot of chaos and the sense of seeing my community come together. And I am so blessed that I've met so many amazing friends on social media that support me for unauthentic... For, for authentically myself and unapologetically me and that also goes for you included you listening into my podcast I feel that you've been able to connect with me on my podcast a lot more deeper and a lot more intimate than any of my other platforms and I'm so thankful to share this medium with you With that being said, I've always been authentically myself, or I at least strive to, and that's my main message, right? How can authenticity and showing up as unapologetically yourself really serve as a catalyst toward where you're trying to go and the overall fulfillment of your life? And that's exactly that. That's exactly my why and how I try to lead and how I try to live. And so, you know, thank you from the bottom of my heart for joining me on this experience or this journey at least. And if you know, um, with current events happening against AAPI communities and all across the world, my heart goes out to my community and we will always stand in solidarity with each other. We cannot do this if you don't do your own part. So please keep showing up, you know, reading, sharing, reposting, having conversations, donating, leading with true action. will make sure... That change is implemented. Leading with all those little baby actions will make sure that there's a ripple effect of change that needs to be put in place in our community. So please know that your efforts are not going unnoticed. And I see you, I appreciate you, and I hear you. My DMs are always open if you ever need a pep talk. I'm always willing to send you a voice memo letting you know that I'm thinking of you. With that being said, let's get into the nitty gritty of this week's episode. You know, okay. I was very inspired by my own story. <laughs> this week, I kind of like didn't really know. I'll be honest. I didn't really know what I wanted to talk about just yet until I sat down and I was like, you know what? This is an episode labeled Girls in the Gays. So why don't we get into it? You know, I think the one thing that I haven't talked much about is my dating experience and being gay. And in the beginning, I was very hesitant and I've beat around the bush a lot just because I was very scared. Like, I don't want everybody knowing what my business is like and what my dating life and the dating scene is like in my life. Because it's something very personal to me. And I already share so much of my life on social media. I feel like that dating was just something that was sacred and, you know, I kept very low-key about but as time went on, I quickly realized, you know, I kind of wish, you know, growing up, I wish I had that gay older brother. And luckily, I don't have, you know, my blood, but my gay best friend, Peter Sampson, if he's listening, he probably isn't, this hating, hating ass hoe probably isn't even listening in, but... You know, just a little bit about Peter, although he isn't on here, I need to have him on. If you want Peter to be on my podcast, let me know. He's my gay best friend, and truly every gay boy needs a gay best friend, and I know it's not an accessory, and please don't make gay best friends an accessory to your life because we're not, but, you know, like, just... Just being raw, he truly is my gay best friend, and I never went looking for a gay best friend. Peter and I just crossed paths when we cheered together, or cheered together at least, past tense. And, you know, our friendship blossomed from there. It's funny because in the beginning, low-key, I didn't really like Peter just because I was intimidated by him. And I felt that, you know, two guys on the cheer team who was going to, it's like, may the best woman win, duh, and this hoe always tried to outdo me with his jumps, his stretches, his, like, flips and shit. And I was like, okay, bring it, bitch. Bring it. But low-key, Peter crushed it. He took front and center. Thanks, Coach J, for nothing. <laughs> um. With that being said, you know, going into the nitty-gritty of this episode, I've learned a lot because of my sexual orientation. And although my sexual orientation isn't all of Tran, it's... A big part of me. Being gay is a big part of me. You know, having feminine mannerisms is a big part of me. And fitting this quote-unquote stereotype of being a gay male in today's society, you know, what has that, you know, what type of magnifying glass has that put on me if I walk the street? You know, there's, like, the good, bad, and the ugly that people just don't talk about. And, you know, that's the elephant in the room when it comes to, like... I feel like my podcast is like, I don't, I haven't talked about my dating experience and being g- truly actually gay just yet. And I really want this episode to be, a, I mean, this podcast, again, to be a come along with me and learn as I navigate my twenties as this Asian American first generation college student and being gay and what it's like to navigate the corporate, corporate space and, you know, having this entrepreneurial spirit, right? So high level overview was just, <laughs> and that now I really want to dive into today being today, like my dating experience being gay, how I stepped into it, how I found my confidence and that ebb and flow of it all. Oftentimes when I'm sitting down with my girlies, often I'll be asked like, when did you know you were gay or how did you know you were gay? And I would always propose the question, you know, to each their own, right? But overall, just like the general norm is like, I would propose a question back. When did you know you were straight? Or when did you know that? you liked girls, boys, whatever, right? And I bet you, you probably don't really recall. You just had that feeling. And just like me, um, I couldn't really recall when I liked boys, but I knew I was different. I knew I liked, like, you know, the stereotypical things of, like, oh, I liked Barbies. I liked dressing up. I liked playing with their hair, cutting their hair. I liked playing with my mom's makeup. And so I feel like at an early age, I was always different. And... You know, my first recollection of liking boys was probably, or my first memory of liking boys or having a crush was probably, like, in second or third grade, if I, had, like, saw a boy and I felt, like, blushy around them and, like, mm, squirmy and, and you know, and shit. And so um, that was probably, like, my earliest, you know? But again, to each their own. I know people kind of find their sexual orientation later and have that epiphany and realize. However, for me, I never really had an epiphany. I just knew. It was a gut feeling. And so, again, I always liked proposing that question to my straight counterparts because I'm like, put that into perspective for you, you know? Like, you never really had that aha moment. You just knew. And that was my case as well. I just knew I was gay. Um... And say, and also to anybody, and like I feel like nobody would ever listen in to this podcast who's a hating hoe. But let's say somebody who had asked me like, oh, or says, "Gay is a choice, baby. Why would I choose to be gay just to put myself in, in a less than position in society and put myself to be bullied, harassed, and you know made fun of? I never would take a choice that way. You know what I mean? And so for me, it just frustrates me when people are like, oh your sexual orientation is a choice but that is definitely a can of worms on its own but i had to preface that before moving forward because i felt that that really kind of encompassed the oh when did you know you were gay type of question However, moving forward to when I found out more about my sexual orientation and had, you know, more experience in dabbling in my sexual orientation, actually talking to guys. I didn't have my first kiss until sophomore year of college. All of high school, baby was thriving. I had no boys on my radar. I was just focused on like cheer and just doing well in school and getting into college. I never really cared. I, although I did like guys and I, I knew for sure I was like, oh my gosh, yes, I'm gay. Um, I never really, like, dabbled into the, the, the scene, but literally why I brought up my gay best friend is because he is terrible. He's literally the devil on my shoulders, and he told me about this app, and I think all gay boys know where this is going. So, okay, sophomore year, I dabbled into the gay scene, right? But how did I get into it? Peter. Literally point your fingers at Peter immediately right now. He was like, Tran. He came over to my house for dinner and he was like, Train, you literally need more experience in the scene. And I'm like, how do I even do it? How do I even start? And he was like, it's not that hard. And I'm like, oh, okay. And like every naive gay little boy, baby downloads grinder. Ooh. <laughs> grinder has entered the chat. Oh my gosh. If you know what grinder is, if you know, you know. This is literally just a gay like hooking up date like gay, gay dating website but dating is out of the picture it's all about hookups people will dm me or like message me on grinder and it's just the whole nine yards and one thing leads to another all of a sudden i'm in a guy's car oops was that too far probably anyways grinder basically helped me step into the scene and although probably not the best thing you know there is no best way to figure out who you are you just take a step forward and another step forward and you learn and you live and you learn, you know, and thankfully I'm here I get here to tell the story because boy has Grinder played a huge role in helping me navigate the dating scene, navigating what I want and what I don't want, but also just a lot of shits and giggles in between, you know, I can't, you know, my, like thank God for, for that app and what I've learned so far from it. So moving forward, I get on Grindr, meet a few guys, whatever, funny, funny, yeehaw. Um, I never really had anything serious come of it, but always I kind of was like in lust and was like, oh my gosh, this guy's going to marry me. He says, I like you. Oh, okay. Um, that's the bare minimum, babe. But I literally was just so naive, but moving forward to, you know, more serious relationships were, you know, around college, like my junior, senior year, when I met guys who, guys who were just never sure of their sexual orientation and we're always discreet like that's a big word in the gay community discreet as a guy who basically um stays in the closet but like will dip like dibble dolly with you or play around with you but like just on the down low and doesn't want shit to get out won't send you face photos when they're talking to you but will you know snapchat you so you have the photo but the photo expires and they will know if you screenshot if you're gay this is all just triggering honey like all of these words are just triggering And so, um, I talked to many different types of guys and these guys have been discreet. Like there's one story where this guy, um, (laughs) oh my gosh, I can't tell a story. If you want me to tell the story of, um, okay. The story I want to tell you, which you have to DM me if you want me to tell you in another podcast episode is this guy who my close friend at the time was obsessed over. And every time I saw him at the tailgate, they had a little thing going, but It led to something between him and I, okay? Oh my gosh. If you guys want that story, you tell me in my DMs. Literally, you need to DM me because I will not do it if you don't tell me, period. Anyways, so far, let's recap. I talked a little bit about how I knew or when I knew I was gay, which was an early stage of my life, and it came naturally how I got into da- the gay dating scene, which was grinder, and, you know, dibble-dallying with um, a lot of discreet men who were in the closet and unsure about their sexual, sexual orientation. And let's go into more serious, okay? So it kind of is a progression so far if you see it. If you want to map it all out, label it trans gay dating experience, and let's get into it. <laughs> um Basically, I had a more serious relationship very recently and it just didn't work out. And I poured a lot into this. I had high expectations, but also I was never in a rush because I never wanted my counterpart to feel rushed or whatever, the whole nine yards. And so um, I played it by ear, but I always poured in because I felt that if I kept pouring, I kept giving, I will get it back. If I leave with action, they'll pick up what I'm putting down. Honey, no. Okay. I quickly learned that you can't really teach anybody to... Teach them how to treat you. If they were raised right, to be honest, or they knew right from wrong and they had a moral compass, they would know. If they wanted to, they would. And if they cared enough, they'd show it. And it's as simple as that. And sometimes you need to realize and dumb it all back down. It's, baby, it's the alphabet, honey. It's one, two, three, four, five. It's ABCD, okay? It's not that deep. And you don't need to turn your wheels. Like, Trust your gut and trust your in, in instincts. What is your North Star telling you? Follow that. And if you have any red flags and you feel it in your gut, you should probably be listening. And that's a message I would probably tell my previous self. Um, previous dating version, season of life, self, whatever. Um. Okay. So, what have I learned overall with dating, right? Obviously, I can get into this a lot, a lot, a lot more. There's a lot of different experiences I've had. And I'm not saying that to brag, but... I'm saying this in the sense of like I've been it, it, I've been through it, I've I'm still going through it, and I've become you know more strong because of it. I've built a thicker skin because of it, and I've really come out with such <laughs> come out lol um, with a thicker skin. And above above all else, like so introspective to myself and knowing what I want and what I don't want and what I deserve and what. Um, I don't deserve, you know what I mean? And it's because of all those shit experiences that I've learned. And unfortunately, I've had to go through that to really learn. But the thing is, how do you get... You won't ever appreciate the good if you don't learn from the bad. And you won't have highs if you don't have the lows too that come with it. You know what I mean? And everything in between. And that's just the beauty of life. Sometimes it's just as simple as that. And so I would also add, you know... With dating, you need the experience and the highs and lows to really establish who you are and what you want and know what you deserve. And I feel that if I didn't have the bad experiences up till now and so far, I would do myself such a disservice and I would rob myself of so many different learning opportunities that I've had because of these shitty guys. Yeah. So shout out to you. Um, (laughs) I'm kidding. I like have no bad blood, but, or do I, who knows? Anyways, um... I feel that I've been able to at least build my confidence to stand up for myself because of the bad experiences and I feel that confidence in dating really comes hand in hand and ha- really plays hand in hand with each other because as I've had my heart broken and as I've been able to you know mend through all of it and grow from all the pain and frustration and the insecurities and self doubt I was able to establish my boundaries, establish what I wanted and what I deserved, and, you know, craft my next relationships based on what I had learned from. And there's been a lot. There's so many different experiences where I felt like, oh, this is my person or is this my person? And just navigating um, what love looks like because, quite frankly, I've never been in love with a guy. Um, Maybe I've been infatuated, but... I really just have learned to trust timing and trust the process and let the cookie crumble. Although it's easier said than done, trust me, because when you're in the moment and you're waiting for a text back or you're waiting for a response, you're just trying to navigate and see if this person is your person and just trying to, like, beat it to the punch because I hate waiting. I hate thinking, like, oh... Are you going to be another guy that's going to break my heart again? And it really sucks to have, you know, your walls up all the time. But I've also found beauty and solace in wearing your heart on your sleeve and still being true to who you are, even and despite all the past shit experiences. I've just learned how to just mend and mold it and use it as fire and use it as fuel to keep me going and on par and on track to who I'm trying to go or who I'm trying to be and where I'm trying to go with the different relationships I bring on in my life because it would be such a disservice to, you know, my next relationship if I don't show up authentically and 100% ready ready to go and rock and roll then, you know, then to dim my shine because of my past experiences and let it rob me of having new experiences, you know what I mean? And I've quickly learned that the bad is great too. The bad is your fuel and it's going to be your fuel if you choose to, if you choose a perspective that will serve you. Like, being completely honest, as an Aries, I know I hate saying stuff about horoscopes, but I'm so selfish. I know a lot about my own horoscope, but being an Aries, you're just so fiery, and you're always in over your head, and you wear your heart on your sleeves, and you're such a hopeless romantic. And just overall, like, taking Aries out of the, the photo, at this season of my life, I feel like I really do know what I want, and I've learned a lot because of these different experiences, and it sucks that it has to... Have been through a lot of shit experiences. But the thing is, I've also learned through all the good ones too when I shared it with the different guys in my past. And if a pre-like, you know, if somebody's listening to this and they're going through the same thing, I want this to be kind of like an open letter to previous versions of myself or an open letter to myself when I was younger and just trying to navigate being gay. And what I would say is that. You just gotta, you know, appreciate it all. Sometimes, yes, we wanna keep our guard up, just to be careful, protect our hearts, but also there's a lot of beauty wearing your heart on your sleeves and being transparent and saying how you actually feel because why do we need to waste our time? Like, if you know exactly what you want, then why beat around the bush for it? You know, there's been so many times where I just wanted to send a text, a clarifying text, like, look, like I needed to give like an ultimatum or put my foot down, but I never wanted to just because I was like, no, give it more time. Like, no, like, da 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 da. Like, um, he's going to be good, da, da, da. don't don't beat it to the punch, don't bite the bullet too fast, give it a chance, but the thing is, deep down inside, I was just so, I hate games, like, and I just want to be transparent, I want to be blunt, and yes, I do care about you, but look, like, transparency, communication is something I really admire, and there's been so many times that I just brush things under the rug just to, like, I don't know, add another day to how long we've been talking. Like, something as simple as that. And I feel like that was such a disservice. And I kept disqualifying the person I could be and who I wanted to be and what I knew I wanted by just putting every putting these guys first. You know what I mean? And I felt like I was always bending over backwards and always pouring so much into different guys that I just never got it back. And so... Anybody like going through this experience, going through the dating scene, I would just be like, look, I'm not an expert in dating. But I've learned to build my confidence over the years and really build a thick exterior because of all experiences. So, you know, if you wear your heart on on your sleeves, if you want to be blunt, be blunt. If you want to, you know, be hopeless, then do it. You know, like, that's you. Nobody can strip how you feel than, you know, yourself. Don't dismiss how you feel because how you feel is always completely valid. And the right, the right person will like you exactly the way you are, however you're supposed to say it, even if you don't know how to say it. They're going to pick you back up when you fall. And with that being said, it's not the end game. You know, we're all so young and we're just trying to navigate um, life. The right person will come when you are least expecting it. And I always tell myself that, and I know it's some words that I probably still should be following, but it's true because at this season of your life, you just need to trust and know that you're exactly where you need to be. And the person who's supposed to find you will find you exactly where you need to be in life and the stage you are most qualified to have that person. And sometimes it's a blessing in disguise when you don't have it just yet, whatever you want. Because the thing is, for me, right, let's say I want if I want a boyfriend and I don't have him currently in my life, the thing is, how do I even know if I'm ready? With so many ambitions and so many initiatives I'm taking on, with my new job, with the fundraiser I just ran, with social media, with creating content, being a family person first, and then being a person for myself... As you can see, I'm stretched pretty thin, right? So is that really a variable I want to add to the equation just yet? So what I would tell myself and tell you is trust the process. It'll come when you least expect it, it, but it also, and that's when it's most beautiful because that's when it's most organic and it's most fulfilling. And it comes at the right time because that's when you probably are more qualified to take on that next variable and that next stage of your life. So master today first, master who you are and the roles and the hats that you wear right now currently, and then let everything else fall into play and let the cookie crumble and work its way out. Because as you continue to mend and mold and press your life, you're going to be so exhausted trying to chase this arbitrary goal that you're trying to create. All you can control is today, what you can take initiative on right now in the present moment, and let the rest work its way out. You know, especially with love, there's something so beautiful when letting it organically flow and letting your person come. Like your best friend, right? You didn't go looking for a best friend, and maybe, hey, if you did, to, to each their own. But I know my best friends, like Peter and all my other best friends in my life they never came because I forced them to stay or hopefully (laughs) Peter, is that you? Um, (laughs) But in actuality, like I never forced a best friend friendship on any of my best friends. Currently, they kind of fell into my lap like as a blessing. And I just want you to to remember that that's the same way with your soulmate, right? Let it come to you organically. Oh my gosh. Let him or her or they or them or whoever fall into fruition organically And walk to the beat of your own drum because somebody will love exactly you the way you are, perfectly imperfect. And for every flaw and nook and cranny of your life, you are so damn special. So keep shining bright, never dim your shine, and I cannot wait to continue to share this journey with you. And there's many, many, many more gay dating experiences. Trust me, honey, okay? Period. That being said, I hope you enjoyed today's episode where I unpacked a lot more of my gay dating experience. There's so much more that I can definitely unpack. This one I wanted to keep it high level. But babe, again, until next time, have a blessed day and I appreciate you.